0: And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hi, everybody. We don't have a new episode this week but we thought we would share with you one of our bonus episodes. So if you're a subscriber to Stitcher Premium, you're regularly getting bonus episodes from us. And they're everything from extended chats uh, with guests that we have on the main podcast feed to episodes in which Deanna and I interview each other and pretty much everything in between. So we thought we'd share one of them with you this week. And... If you like it, maybe you'll consider subscribing to Stitcher Premium. And if you use the promo code PERIODIC, you even get 30 days free. So here you go. Take a listen. Periodic Periodic Talks.
2: Talks. Mm -hmm.
0: I'm Gillian Jacobs.
2: And I'm Deanna Reasonover.
0: Welcome to another behind-the-scenes exclusive. This week, we're getting into the making of our show, Music.
2: We're joined by our audio engineer, Brendan Burns! Woo! <laughs>
0: Brendan, you composed the music that we're listening to right now, and we're so excited to hear about your process.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, I'm usually here, but now my camera's on and I'm recording <laughs> yeah. on a microphone. <laughs> and no. you've got a really cool setup in front of
2: you, too. Can you tell us a little bit about what's in front of you?
1: Uh, sure. Well, uh, microphone, obviously. Um, I have a keyboard. I have Actually, I have a, a few keyboards. These are analog synthesizers. This is a keyboard that I can quickly just, if I have a musical idea, I can just jump right on it.
2: Is Saying that he has a keyboard in front of him is really an understatement. I see no less than three keyboards.
1: <laughs> and a yeah. guitar. And a couple guitars. Yeah, there's a bunch of guitars over here. Uh, I have an amplifier. And up here is, you can't see it, but this is kind of, it kind of looks like a space station console. I have a bunch of analog <laughs> uh, equipment, compressors, equalizers, um, and a little tiny synthesizer. And then there's a bunch of speakers up here.
2: And just for our listeners that maybe are not audio engineers, can you explain Mm -hmm. what analog means? Mm. Oh,
1: sure. Yeah. So... There's in the box, which most people these days are working in the box. That just means you're working in your computer. So you're using digital plugins. Nothing, no sound leaves your computer and then comes back in. So for hmm. analog gear, it's you know, it's it's kind of old fashioned technology. It's literally electricity moving across a wire. So I send audio signals out into these boxes that do special things to the audio and then back into the computer.
2: Is there a pro to analog
1: working with analog versus working in the box? Um I personally think it sounds better, uh, for most things. Um, it just, it has a different tone to it. Things sound a little bit warmer. Um, Mm. digital is a little bit more precise, which in audio, you don't always want things to be precise. Sometimes you like things to be warm and fuzzy and gooey sounding. Um, but digital just has this like pristine thing that, that is cool too. But, um, I don't know. They're both great. The thing about working in the box, is just easy. Um, Mm -hmm. you never have Mm. to, you know, all gear around with you, you can just do everything on a laptop.
0: All right. Well, can we talk about your process when you were tasked with composing the music for the show? Like how is this something you do regularly, first of all?
1: Um, it is. I mean, I, I make music, I mean, almost every day. Most of my free time goes towards making music. Sometimes it's for projects like this or movies or TV. Um, and more often than not, it's, it's just for my own artistic endeavors. So I, you know, I got a bunch of reference tracks from Tamika and from both of you with notes of like, this is kind of the vibe. Um, but it was left pretty open, which is always more fun for me. I mean, I've done projects where it's a sound-alike where, you know, Mm -hmm. they have a a song in mind where it's like, this is perfect, basically just copy this and don't get us into a lawsuit. Um, But (laughs) this was more fun because I could sort of pull from different elements of the songs um, and sort of create something that I think was, you know, special for the show and and unique to the show. Do you remember some of the songs that you got? For the opening theme, I think Daft Punk was my main reference. Um, Mostly the synthesizers. um, Mm -hmm. And I think... You know, it's, it's funny, like whenever you're trying to evoke something about a show, a lot of it has to do with the instruments that you're using and the timbre. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So there's something about synthesizers doing fast, you know, arpeggios that just screams science and technology.
2: <laughs> Go ahead and tell me what an arpeggio is.
1: So an arpeggio like, um, is basically just taking the notes of a chord and breaking them up and playing them in sequence rather than just playing them all at the same time so like a guitar player for instance everybody's heard a guitar player strum a chord mm-hmm. there's finger picking where they can take that same chord so their left hand doesn't move and they pick each individual note sort of one at a time in a sequence so you ha- kind of mm-hmm. have this do 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 and it's just using you know maybe three or four notes but it creates this sort of complexity and motion that's you know very different than just hanging on a chord I love learning about this yeah music's fun
0: Um, And who's doing the voices? Is that our voices in the beginning?
1: Uh, No, Um, that's actually um, a text-to-speech app that I found online. It was a free online thing. Um, So I I think we had discussed maybe both of you doing the intro with your voices, but um, I don't think I had met you yet, possibly. And so (laughs) I started thinking, like, okay, well, how can I do this? And it it sort of dawned on me that it would actually make sense and sort of evoke some of the, the STEM themes that you're working with in the show to actually have, you know, kind of like a Siri voice or Alexa or whatever uh, mm-hmm. introing the show. And so I used this text-to-speech algorithm and I typed in, you know, the, the title of the show and I used a bunch of different accents. So if you're listening very closely with headphones, you can probably pick out a few different accents that are in there, but um, I edited it so it sounds pretty tight and like, you know, fused together like one voice.
2: To talk about what you you taught us in the beginning, I actually really love the idea of, you know, that being kind of an in-the-box thing, which is, mm-hmm. you know, very precise, like you were mentioning, mm-hmm. combined with kind of like maybe some of these analog elements that you mm. were talking about, which makes it feel like our show, because that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to interview people, bring a little bit more humanity yeah. uh, to the sciences. And I think that's very cool. That's Let's talk a little bit more about intention, because mm, I know sure. you didn't just pick... Um, you know, the scales and notes that you play just randomly because they sounded good. What emotions were you trying to evoke?
1: Well, I think uh, knowing your personalities and knowing the tone of the show, I wanted things to be fun and I, I didn't want it to be. I didn't want, you know, people listening to the music thinking they were about to listen to a uber serious, overly technical show. Um, so I wanted to have sort of some dance elements in it and some, you know, almost like party music kind of vibe, but also have the complexity of, you know, things that, that worked more with science and technology and all of that. So the fun element was very important to me. Um, and in my mind, Prince was kind of a reference for the drums, um, <laughs> cause I'm what a huge Prince honor. fan. Oh <laughs> yeah. Prince <laughs> is one of my favorites. And I mean, I, I use him as a reference a lot for music that I do because his music's the best. But um, yeah, the, the drum programming was very Prince-influenced, and I thought that sort of abstractly worked with the show. And also for the the credit music, or what ended up being the credit music, sort of going back to what you were saying, I, I wanted to blend more acoustic sounds mm. and the more mm. synthetic stuff, and also have the, the music have a, a warmth to it and a sort of a welcoming quality, which I think maybe comes across more in the credits music.
2: Let's hear that right quick. Okay.
0: We'll be right
1: I'm so glad. <laughs> I really
2: do. I, I mean, like, it just gives me such a warm, like, feeling. And I can exactly hear the part where Gillian says, <laughs> This show was pretty yes. high. <laughs> it's
0: a lot of pressure to write theme music, too, because people are going to hear it every single week. So hmm. do you take that into account when you want to write something that's memorable, has, like, a melody that people can hook into, but also has enough variety and layers to the music that you can listen to it over and over again?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Finding the sweet spot between having something being complex and interesting and then also sort of, um, you know, neutral enough that talking can happen over it is really tricky. Um, So, I mean, that credit piece, there's a lot of sounds that sort of come in and out, but they're very Mm -hmm. simple. There's just a little like, oh, I haven't heard that synth in 30 seconds, you know? So Mm -hmm. I think subconsciously, hopefully the, the listener is you know, still engaged. And it doesn't just sound like a, you know, a 10 second loop that we used. Um, so it, it is a, f- a fairly long piece that never really changes drastically. Um, and that's that's a pretty common strategy for this stuff, I think, is to have these like little small changes that the listener might not be distracted by. And also listening to it, I, I was reminded, um, there's sort of a theme that happens in both the intro, uh, the music we use in the middle and in the credits, I use this, again, it's an arpeggio, but it, it sweeps up. Um, and the idea was that, you know, the, the podcasts were exploring all of these new subjects and sort of the, the wonder of it all. So there's something about a, mm-hmm. an upward moving arpeggio that just feels like you're sort of moving into a new world or, or new territory. So that, that was a theme as well.
2: I love that because it also reminds me of the talk that we had with um, neuroscientist and opera singer Indre Viscontis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she talks about how when you're going for the high note, it's not just about the high note. It's about all the notes around it. Yes. So it feels like, you know, we're building to the intro of the show. We're building to the interview. And now that we've given you all this information, we're building into sending you off into the world with yeah. all this new <laughs> info you have.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: How many instruments do you play?
1: I play I play guitar well. uh, And I play a lot of other instruments. I'm kind of mediocre. So I play drums. I sing. I play bass. Bass is very similar to guitar. um, So that's kind of an easy one. And then I play a little bit of keyboard.
2: When you say mediocre, you still mean... Ten times better than us, correct? Yeah. Just to be clear. <laughs> Infinitely
1: better. Well, I can uh, I can be musical on them. I can't shred, <laughs> but <laughs> I can shred on guitar a little bit, but that's the only instrument. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing at shred because I can play
2: one Buck Cherry song and that's it. Oh, so. really? Oh, that's awesome. i already winning.
0: Can you tell us about... What is a harmonic series?
1: So the harmonic series, this is something I've been fascinated with for the last 10 years. um, And Mm. it sort of actually goes back to, we were talking about timbre and and different instruments having a a quality to them. So the harmonic series is something we hear every day and we we hear it in our our voices. So whenever you play a note on an instrument, you're not just hearing one frequency. You're actually Mm. hearing the fundamental frequency, which is what our brain says. Oh, you're playing a C sharp or an A flat. There's another, theoretically, thousands of frequencies we're hearing on top of that that Mm. are Mm. essentially new notes. It's like a big chord. Um, And that chord, um, the the volume level of those frequencies on top of the fundamental pitch is what defines the timbre of a sound. Mm. So if the partials or the, the harmonics, rather, is what they're called, if there's a different volume balance, we actually hear things as a different timbre. So, for instance, like if I play, uh, you know, the note E on a guitar and a trumpet player next to me plays the same note, our brains can easily pick out, okay, that's a guitar, that's a trumpet. Um, and really what our brain is processing is the the balance of all of those frequencies that are on top of the fundamental pitch. So. Wow. Yeah. that's really cool.
0: I never thought about that about how the same note sounds so different on different instruments and that, mm-hmm. and that's part of the reason why.
1: Yeah, that's that's the biggest part of the reason why there's there's other things which like the envelope of the sound and the envelope is just like some sounds start off with a, a transient like a bang, some sort of huh. like fade in like strings sort of have a fading in quality. Um, huh. that's that's another component. but the biggest component is you know the balance of these extra frequencies that are on top of the the fundamental frequency.
2: This sounds like physics.
1: Yeah, it is, it is physics. Uh, it's it's harder to explain on a podcast. It's it's much easier when you <laughs> yes. can see a visual, but <laughs> um, they're basically ca- caused by standing waves. So for instance, if you pluck a string, the energy moves down the string and then it bounces off whatever it's connected to and it bounces back. And it, it causes these interference patterns. Um, and that's what creates those extra frequencies. So if you look at a string vibrating in slow motion, you can see all these little nodes where the the string is actually vibrating um, at different frequencies. And that's what's producing these different notes, as it were.
2: Different parts of the string are literally vibrating at different frequencies?
1: Yes. Yeah. And it's because there's nodes.
2: What determines where the nodes are? And
1: what is a node? (laughs) Again, this is like much easier to show you visually, but a node is basically... So the string is like, it's segmented in different parts. And the math is actually very simple. So if let's say you pluck a string and it's, the fundamental frequency is vibrating at 100 hertz, the no- there's going to be a node at the halfway point, which means the string is also going to vibrate at two times the fundamental frequency. So it's vibrating at 100 hertz. Then it's also vibrating in two parts at 200 hertz. There's another node. Uh, that's three times the frequency. So all you do is you take the fundamental frequency and you just multiply it by two, multiply it by three, by four, by five, and those that gives you the the mathematical calculation of those frequencies. And we actually are hearing it, but it's it's so perfectly in tune that you know our brains sort of fuse it together into the timbre of, of an instrument.
2: And the frequency that a string vibrates is this determined by the thickness of the string, by the length of the string?
1: It's both. Um, yeah, it's it's the thickness and just yeah how tight it is. So like on a mm. guitar, if you t- you can tune it tighter, the the frequency goes up. Um, but it's That's the length of the string as well. <laughs> but Tamika actually has a clip of the harmonic series if you want to oh, hear cool. it. So yes. this is played on a piano, so you can sort of hear the the frequencies a little bit better. Um, and in the, in the real world, these are actually pure tones. They're sine waves, so it sounds a little bit different. But I, I think it's really fun to hear it on a piano because it, it just sounds a little bit more musical. Here's a chord.
0: You're taking me back to my many years of piano lessons where... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't practice and then showed up to the lesson unprepared, <laughs> showing no progress from the lesson before and did a lot <laughs> and fundamental work.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I have a silly question. There's one note at the end mm-hmm. that sounds almost sort of discordant. It doesn't sound like it fits in the harmony, but when you play mm-hmm. the chord, it sounds great. What's going on there?
1: Yeah. Uh, good ears. So. The, when you get to the top, um, those are the first 16 harmonics of the harmonic series. So once you get into those upper harmonics, things get very weird and they don't really <laughs> match uh, what you would find in our, our Western tuning system. Um, so, yeah, there's notes that are, are essentially between the notes um, and those notes are actually in tune in a sense. Um and so t- some of the music I make on my own time is is using some of these notes and it's called microtonal music and it's really just sort of exploring those those notes that aren't on a on a piano or a guitar.
0: So, That's so cool.
1: It's fun. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, well, we have run out of time. I feel like we could keep talking to you about this forever. But thank you so much for joining us on Mike and giving us a look into how you compose the beautiful music for our show.
1: It was absolutely my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on.
2: Stitcher.